The seventh lesson is from Luke. The shepherds go to the manger. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared unto them, and the glory of the Lord shone round them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there is with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. And the angels went away from them into heaven. And the shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went away with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. It's custom on an evening like this with the verses, the passages we've had read and the carols we've sung in response to offer just a few words and I I promise you I have only a few. In fact, I only have four words for you this evening. And uh, I'd invite you to turn in your order of service if you have one to page 11. If not, I'll I'll read it to you. And it's, it's the particular passage of the shepherds And here are the four words. Fear not, for behold. Fear not, for behold. I don't know what you thought of as you heard these passages. Um, Read at first glance, memories go back maybe to your childhood or to recent memory of your children. Uh, at school on Friday, the last day of the term for our boys, our middle son was a shepherd at the live nativity. It was cold and he had to stand there with his shepherd's crook. And I think to stay warm, he began to break dance while the whole thing happened. Um, and his teacher said, he takes from you, I presume. Um, and these memories are great, aren't they? Because they help us to remember But those memories can sometimes be dislocated to really to what the message is. And while at first glance these passages are lovely and bring back memories, we see really through the songs we've heard and and through the passages read that these are not soothing passages. Think back with me to the seventh lesson. In the same region, Luke writes in chapter 2 verse 8, In the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. The uh, King James says lovingly, they were abiding, Um, which is lovely, isn't it? And in verse 9, an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. Very quickly, this isn't a soothing passage. This is a passage about terror. This is a startling passage, and you see it just at the beginning. The shepherds in the dark are perfectly calm and peaceful. It's when the light comes that things change. They're terrified. When the dark, they're all right. 
when they get into God's light, they're terrified. And it tells us here literally, and I consulted our, our choir master, is also a, a resident New Testament scholar. So I, I before, uh, at some point this morning, I, I consulted him just to, to check my theology here. And he said, and um, back this up, the King James says they were sore afraid. And what we have here in verse um, nine, they were filled with great fear is a literary device used in ancient language to make a point. And the Greek says they were phobia, phobia. They were phobic, phobic. And so it says they were double emphasized of phobia. I don't know what your phobia is. For some reason, when we set to move from England to Texas nine years ago, no one told us really about how many snakes there are in Texas that could kill you easily. And uh, we suddenly developed a phobia, a phobic, phobic, phobia of snakes. But it says here literally that they feared when the glory of the Lord came upon them. They feared with a great fear. And if you paid attention through at the beginning of the first reading to the end, you see one of the great themes that has gone through is, is that there is a theme of men and women loving darkness. And that the light of God terrifies them. Because the light of Christmas isn't a soothing light. It's startling, it's dazzling. It's terrifying. The angel, of course, knows that because the first thing the angel says is, fear not. So the angel knows what's going on in their hearts and their minds. The angel says, fear not, for behold. Our four words, fear not, for behold. What the angel is doing is responding to the person's condition. The angel is saying, I know you're afraid. But you don't have to be afraid if you behold what I'm about to tell you. If you behold the truth, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. If you're beholding, the fear becomes less. But what are you beholding? Whom are you beholding? This incident, actually, again, another theme coming through, is an echo of an ancient incident that is deeply embedded in everyone's heart. It's embedded in mine, and it's embedded in yours. I'm a mess, you're a mess, and now that we've got that, it's hard to say, isn't it, especially in Dallas, where so much effort is put into, I'll speak for myself, so much effort is put into image management. It takes a long time to get hair like this. <laughs> My family will tell you the products, they're there by the vanity. But oh, is it worth it? It's the history of Adam and Eve. When they were first created, the first human beings, they walked with God. They were told in the cool of day, they loved the glory of God. In fact, when the light of God came upon them, as we heard, read, they walked with God because the light of God's beauty and glory was life itself to them. 
And then as we had read at the very beginning of our service, one day we're told they decided to be their own masters, to be their own rulers, to call their own shots. And on that day when they decided to do that, everything changed. And on that day, the glory of God came upon them and they were so afraid. That's what it tells us in Genesis 3. On that day, the glory of God came upon them and they hit the dirt. They ran, they jumped into the bushes and when God called Adam and says, Adam, where are you? Adam says, here. Why, God says, I was afraid, full of, here, full of fear. So he hides his nakedness, he feels vulnerable, he feels naked and he hides in the bushes and it's been that way ever since. Because the scriptures tell us that we're ruled by fear. Now in Dallas, if you go to Dallas, anywhere in Dallas, a coffee shop, no matter the pedigree from Dunkin' Donuts to Starbucks to your gourmet place like White Rock Coffee or whatever, and you ask them, are you ruled by fear? They'll say, of course not. No one speaks in that way in Dallas because that's not how you manage your image. But fear today looks like what Adam did. It's hiding. It's wrapping yourself away and trying to make yourself safe. We say, I'm safe because I've got a good job. I'm safe, I've got great friends. I'm safe because I've got family that loves me. I'm safe because I've got good looks. Perhaps I've got talent, I've got a lot of money. But the reason why fear is in the hiding is because I think we all know that even though we're wrapping ourselves up in these things to keep us safe, they remain precarious. We know that jobs may not be there. We know that family members sadly die. We know that friends might see through us. They might see what we're really like. We realize that talent sometimes isn't enough and sometimes looks dry up. And to us, those four words come. Fear not, for behold. What are we to behold? Unto you, unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. But this is supposed to be glorious, but what does glory mean? If you're like me and you're here, there's so much verbiage, there's this word that everyone seems to know what it means, but we can't really find the definition. It's elusive. Well, what does glory mean? Well, the glory of God is in his openness. It's not that we have to approach him, but he's already approached us. The glory of God, it's his weight. It's his significance. Something which is glorious is something that bursts the bounds of our capacity to take it in. Glorious music is what glorious music is. 
if you were to ask someone to describe to me the most glorious thing you've ever heard, something that can be blues, it can be choral, it can be anything, what you quickly find is we are taken to the boundaries of our language. We have a sense of what glory is and we have an inability to communicate what it is because it's, it impacts us in such a strong way. But glorious music is the kind of music that makes your soul boil over. Something that's glorious is something that overflows the boundaries, takes us to the boundaries of language. It's above, it's beyond, and the glory of God literally means his immeasurable weight, his significance. And what is glorious? Why are we to fear not? For behold, it is because this news of a baby being born utterly dependent upon its parents, born in abject poverty, born vulnerable, carries with it the full weight of God's glory. Fear not, for behold, behold his glory. He has written himself He wrote himself into our history, into our lives. Why? He came to us vulnerable so that that posture of vulnerability could be redeemed and made strong. So that if you're ever tempted like me to put on that image, so that outwardly everything looks amazing, even though inwardly things may be different, we can let the image down and let his light shine in. To us is born this day in the city of David a savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. The invitation this evening is to behold this. What we behold shapes us. What we give our attention to changes us for good or not so good. Behold the glory of the Christmas story. Give it your attention. If you haven't, investigate the claims of Jesus. It just may be that you... Most of us are here because we chose to be here. You may have been invited here under a false pretense for a good supper. And I'll finish because I don't want you to wait any longer because I see what happens when you wait too long to eat. But it just may be that this is the Christmas to choose to behold, to give the Christmas story your attention, to investigate the claims of Jesus, to investigate his character, And as we've heard sung and we've heard read, to investigate how he has conquered death. Fear not, for behold, a Savior who is Christ the Lord has come to us to make a way for us 
to resume that glorious relationship. Let us pray. The Lord be with you. O God, who makes us glad with the yearly remembrance of the birth of your only Son, Jesus Christ, grant that as we joyfully receive him for our Redeemer, so we may with sure confidence behold him when he shall come to be our judge, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, world without end. Amen. Christ, who by his incarnation gathered into one things earthly and heavenly, fill you with peace and goodwill, and make you partakers of the divine nature. And may the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be amongst you and remain with you always. Amen.